All right. All right. Four this is a no-edit podcast. Let's no be professional. Editing? No edit podcast. That's it. Let's do it all. One edit. You want us to be <laughs> Come on, raw? guys. We're pros tonight. <laughs> Doing this pros. raw. We're gonna call this rated off raw. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Rated> <laughs> this episode's rated. called rated off raw. Raw. That's how you like me. Oh no! I think we're waiting oh, for him to get back. Give me this episode like I like my man. I am back. Raw. Oh, he's back. Okay, I think we're all here. He's back. <laughs> oh. All right, right. There we go. Whenever you're ready, Mr. Iron. Alrighty. Can I get a countdown, please? Yes. One, one, two, three, go. Can I mix my T-Rex with your T-Rex and make some purdy babies? I am so addicted to picking up poop, you don't even know. Whoa! Did you see the paint job on that trike? Wow. Fresh spawns, veteran tamers, and all survivors in between. We'd like to welcome you to Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolved podcast. Welcome, survivors, new and old, to episode 18 of Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolve podcast. Today is July 27th, 2016. We are a DRR gaming group hosted podcast, so that means the voices can change each week, but the roundtable discretion will always be about Ark. We have many ways you can contact us to share feedback, tips, or your adventures. You can reach the show by emailing ratedark at gmail.com and tweet the show at ratedark on Twitter. You can grab our RRS feed, on uh, get our show notes, and apply to join us in-game at ratedark.podbean.com. I'm Iron Badger, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody else in the show, starting with Esme. Esme is gone. Midnight Lady is here. Because I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Foe. Hola. The one and only goon. My mama's the midnight lady. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no is right. And the new guy who we're happy to have with us, Xavier. Hello everybody. And now we are going to um, entertain you with a microcast this week. We are going to be covering the ARC Q&A. And that, of course, is between the lead designer, lead programmer, co-creative director of Arc Survival Evolved, and co-founder of the studio Wildcard, Jeremy Drake Stiglitz. And doing the voice of Jeremy is our goon. He's going to be playing the role of Jeremy Overlord and going to be doing the many voices of the survivors. This week is Foe. And... We are going to get started right now with Xavier. Survivor Adam Smasher asks, Will the current tracking system get an update, allowing more options, or is there a more advanced version coming in the tech tier? Maybe an option to toggle personal or tribe dinos. This will help tremendously when seeking out lost a lost dino among a map full of tagged tribe dinos. I'll certainly add some more filter capabilities to it. To filter by the dinos listed by personal slash tribe. 
So, Foe, what were your thoughts on this? This is fantastic because we have a huge tribe, as everyone knows, and this will be great so you could find your mount amongst the many mounts of a giant tribe. I agreed with you. I was like, whoever asked this is such a brilliant-minded person. <laughs> I think that from a new perspective, I've only been playing for like a month now, and I've already got a small menagerie of dinosaurs. I could see how even amongst a large tribe, this would be priceless. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's the the um, the the amazing person who asked this was our very own Smash, and he above anyone knows the headache it is when you lose something or you're trying to track something because he's actually had to leave our tribe before just to be able to find his dinosaur because there was so many flags popping up on the map that it's, it's just hard so so many this... lost dinos and so many hours right. looking for them <laughs> exactly oh, i want to say he puts apbs out on our forums at least once a month. He dies, it's funny. As yeah. for some extra eyes on a dino, the poor guy loses. They just fly off. They disappear. It's awful. I think well, one it's... night we, we had like four of his birds out that we yes. were looking for. He yes. lost a bird as he was looking for the other one three times in a row. It was awful. The, I, he has the worst luck. So I can, o when, I can only imagine, like, I'm so happy that Jeremy picked to answer this question. Because he's definitely deserving of it being answered. It's really nice, too, because sometimes you get really attached to certain dinosaurs. Like, it's it's like the goldfish thing, where as soon as, soon as you name it, it's gonna die. So, like, you'll get really attached to certain dinosaurs, and you just don't want to lose them. Oh, yeah, good point. I, yeah, I totally feel you on the goldfish. Alright, so the next question tonight was asked by Survivor Lowly. With the addition of large dino doors for flyer hangers, can we have an option to separate the ride, mount, dismount button from the use, open, close doors button, both on Xbox and on the PC? The last thing we want to do is by wasting parachutes or falling to our deaths while trying to close a flyer hanger door. Indeed. I'll make the game have an option for the separate the use key when running the dinosaur. Hallelujah. It's, it's about, about time. time. <laughs> Well, there goes their title of the damn EK. Right. <laughs> Unless you're flying. <laughs> but, yeah, I wrote, I was like, agreed, it is such a crapshoot right now, like, when you are on your flyer and you're, like, trying to shut a door, you're like, when I, if I don't hold E long enough, it's going to throw me off. If I hold it long, you just never know, am I going to get thrown off, or am, is the door going to shut? Like, it's, yeah. It's I just want to know, when they were sitting around a table... And they were like, okay, we're going to make the use button the E button. But know what? Let's, well, let's combo that with the dismount button. Because that's what everyone's going to love when they play the game. I know, right? I love falling that, to my death. Oh my god. Add some spice to your life, right? Yeah, I mean, in, for Xbox players, when we're mounted, when we're riding dinos or flyers, we only use like maybe two or three of the buttons on the controller anyway. The whole controller's open when you're riding. Let's use some other buttons for stuff. <laughs> exactly. Make it a more simple. Please. Okay, so next up, Survival Royal One Rish suggests... One suggestion, I would like to see the ability to name auto turrets. Example would be Bob Level 1 was killed by main base turret number 5, showing up in the tri-blog. Sure thing, we'll add that. <laughs> oh man so what did you think about that foe um i think it's great i think it's a good idea 
And I disagreed. I was like, I don't want... Because I'm looking at, like, I don't know what version of the triblog. Like, if I got killed by the turret, do I want to know, oh, I was killed by enemy turret, blah, blah, blah. Like, would the name pop up? Or is it no, my this for turret yes. telling who my turret killed? Yes, that's what it is. It's telling you... I because didn't get that from that. From it's going to come up in your triblog. It's going to come up that you killed someone on your screen, but you're not going to know when and where. But will they also show up in the person who was killed triblog? Because it wasn't really clear on that. It just said triblog. Oh, I, I, I'm oh. guessing it's your own, so you know which just base they were attacking. You know, but, so you could have an idea of like wh like where they are right. while they're attacking you. Because if it was reversed, I think that's crap, and it should not be available. Because if you were attacking on a PvP server, an enemy base, and you got killed by a turret, I don't think it should say, you were killed by roof, left rooftop turret number 27. Because I don't think you should be able to just send in decoys to map out where all the turrets are. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be stupid. So I really hope that they clarify that a little bit more and that they don't think about going that route. But definitely the way you were talking, like, I... I would like to know what what my turrets are killing so kind of my thought was um if you want you're trying to keep track of your ammo consumption by your turrets that would be really handy to know okay this turret will probably need ammo these three turrets no that's something i was contemplating during this so like going through your tribe log and just kind of figuring out which one needs to be reloaded yeah exactly when you log in check your turrets okay this turret killed some stuff it'll need ammo oh. today at some point that, uh, yeah i think that, that'll help i mean it'll help with management yeah that was yeah. Kind of my thought for management purposes don't know which way they attack from yeah yeah that's cool yeah i didn't think about that it would uh, it would definitely save a person time in a time consuming game <laughs> to go oh you know instead of checking like 97 turrets you'll know like like 14 of them were getting some action so maybe you should just go check those so exactly that's awesome that'll be really nice once it gets implemented yeah i agree all right so our next question night was put in by survivor earless prince 98 and he asks <laughs> I every time I laugh now I sound like I'm hissing because I'm sick and I want to laugh. <laughs> Alright, I think that may be all the top for the earless prints. Uh. Will you ever consider genetic manipulation for the tech tree, such as letting me use DNA from Titan Boa with raptor eggs to make some venom-infused guard lizards? Infusing traits of various species will add a lot to breeding. What? No. The tech tree will let you experiment with the DNA recombination via the cloning chamber. It won't be quite as advanced as you described, but a mod could be that possible. What do you have to say, foe? totally interested in this idea i would and that example is awesome i would love venom infused guard lizards i would right? love that yeah i agree i think that i was like holy crap <laughs> because yeah it just shows you stuff that they have down the way planned that we don't even think about yet you know i'm when he said cloning chamber i'm like what <laughs> you know so this is gonna be interesting i'm excited how about you badger well i see this kind of the thought 
cloning chamber. DNA combination. Hmm. Mind blown. Possibilities. Heck freaking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. How about you, Xavier? Um, being new to the game, I haven't gotten to the dinosaur breeding stage yet. I just haven't been secure enough to do it. Me but either. I mean, it certainly sounds fun. And I feel like if you get into it, you could get really into it. So I, I feel like this would just add another level of depth to that. Um, on a, another server I'm on, my neighbors actually ended up like doing their own breeding program and they were just giving quetzes away for free if the colors weren't qu quite right. So I mean, oh, I know it's wow. fun. People get into it. It kind of my thought was, I want to see if I can make a furry T-Rex. Because I think I'm uh, free or furry. <laughs> furry. <laughs> okay. Oh, poor T Rex who can't scratch his own back. Yeah. I have a bunch of hair all up in there and can't even reach it. Oh. Oh, but you could groom them like different T Rex <laughs> hairstyles. Yeah, there you go. Give him a little mohawk. What about you, Gun? What did you have to say? Oh, oh to me, be, I'd love to play God. Yeah, I want you mixed with you, a little bit of you mixed in there. Get over here. I would like a dash of you up in here. That's I think me. it'd be really fun to play. <laughs> All right. It would be great. Okay, so our next survivor, Davamon, asks... Hey, Pisano, are you looking to increase the tribe dino limit on the Xbox? Or at least make it a survivor option. We run a private dedicated server for five or six of friends, and you will hit the cap pretty quickly with a functional egg farm. I understand there are performance limitations to consider, but being able to remove the limit when you only have a very low population would be great. Mamma mia. <laughs> I thought you said Paisano. <laughs> <laughs> I did in the beginning. <laughs> sure. I'll go ahead and expose that as a server option for Xbox hosts. I had no idea that there was a dino, dino limit on Xbox, and I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I feel bad because I didn't know there was a limit. Wow. I've, I've, I average between 15, 20, every once in a while, cap out at like 30 animals. But not very often. It's just too much to keep track of. So I'm. Well, I've never thought about it. But I feel cheated now. Aww. <laughs> There's a limit. You feel you feel cheated by something you didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly, but I understand. <laughs> I'm like it didn't matter to me, but still. That is so funny. For You're like fellow, now that I know. For my fellow console players, we've been cheated. Right. You feel totally blindsided. Xavier, you said no comments. <laughs> no, not an Xbox player. It's it sounds like it's only a problem for a certain play style. Yeah, <laughs> collectors, right? No. Then again, I don't breed very often, so I've never considered it from that point. Or maybe once they put you guys on on um, PC servers, you'll be able to have way more limits, higher yeah. limitations. That would make sense. Yeah, that, yeah. that'll be fun. I can only imagine with, like, larger tribes, that would be a pain. I don't even know what the limit would be then, it doesn't even say, so... Food is like, everybody, you're allowed one dino. Oh, oh that my. dino, Red... and that is your dino. It... <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember reading something about it in the past, but I, I thought it was like a hundred animals or something. Oh, so wow. So I kind of was like, just... I saw something for it, but I thought that was, like, for everybody. So I didn't realize we may have a different limit. 
if there's a limit for you guys, I don't know. Okay, so our Italian survivor Davamon also asks, Will you be able to use items such as maps or GPS while mounted on a water dino in the future? <laughs> Having to dismount to check your position every 30 seconds is very deadly in the depths of the ocean. And while using a Sarko, it is an option. It doesn't have the speed of an itchy or plesio, uh, but it doesn't make sense that you could do it on a mount and not the other. Mamma mia. Yep. I'll fix that for the next update. As soon as I get some pizza, for some reason I'll be on the moon for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so... Foe? Uh, what were your thoughts? How great would it be by Yep, I'll fix it, is that he takes away the ability from the Sarko to use a GPS. <laughs> it's like fixed, now it's like everybody else. <laughs> I was like, ha ha ha, good point. Yeah, you don't, really, you don't really think about it that way, you just think he's gonna make it so that you can open your map up on all of the dinos without having to get off. So yeah, that is, yep. That would be the like easier this. fix kind of makes me happy to be a new player because i didn't even realize a lot of this stuff was a problem um like i've never had a water dino so i've never had this problem so it'd be nice by the by the time i get there all the bugs will be smoothed out Ooh, well lucky you. you under the water start off in uh what's his name's underwater rift mr goon's underwater raft yes the milky goon goon's milk farm if it's a little cloudy Gosh. don't open your mouth <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you I don't oh know what God. just was said or what happened, but I don't want to know either. <laughs> well, it all started in Discord because Goon said he found somebody's, what was it, Quats? Whose Quats did you find? And it Cities. Was Cities Quats, and it was dying, and he said he nursed it back to health. <laughs> and I was like, Goon has some miracle Goon milk he used to nurse it back to health. <laughs> He's our oh. dino... <laughs> Our dino care officers, it would only make sense that. And if you ever seen Zgoon character in game, it's a big burly guy, so. Ugh. It's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is kind of freaking trippy, because I'm playing Fallout 4, looking at mods, and I just went over this mod called Milk of Human Kindness. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, now it like... has a name, Goon. It's the Milk of Dino Kindness. <laughs> Goon's kindness milk. <laughs> Goon's kindness milk. Come and have some of my kindness milk. <laughs> oh That's my a God. hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to vomit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the chewing oh. on the nipples that make it develop. No, oh, I thought oh. you were going to say it was chewy milk. <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. get a good chew on before they start the lactate. Oh my lord, moving on, right? <laughs> oh god, yeah, we got yes. Okay, so Survivor TR8R asks... Question about the creatures that could climb trees or climb vertically, like the Thalassalio or Megliania. How can they climb two tree platforms, and can they climb man-made walls too? Ooh, ooh, ooh. They can climb man-made walls as well. If you want them to get onto your tree platform, you create a catwalk under the platform that they can drop onto. What? I was like, this is cool for tamed, but entirely terrifying for wild. Because I don't want to be just farming in my little garden and have some beast just be like, hey, and like climb over the wall and eat me. I'm not really feeling Yeah, that, I put so. the walls up for a reason. I know, right? They're like, hey, guess what? I'm coming over. Are they going to be violent, or are they going to be like a terror bird and just look at you and fly away? 
Terra birds do not look at you and fly away. I mean, if like the pterodactyl birds to fly over my wall, I'm cool with it. But I mean, if if something's gonna climb over my, my wall just to kill me, I prefer it not. Right. Put some spikes on top of your wall. That would fix it. Ooh, good idea. And they should add it to spiders too, because spiders should be able to climb walls. <clears throat> yeah, that that's yeah, that would make sense. Alright, so so Robot Survivor TR8R also asks Does each fish have its own bait? Or does bait only affect the size of fish you can catch? Type of bait affects the size of the fish you're likely to catch. The time it likely takes to catch them relative to the size of the fish, along with the quality of the items you might get from the fish after it's been caught. Foe, what do you know? I think it became a whole lot more interesting. At first I was like, eh, fishing, I mean, I think I could just jump into the water and catch more fish with my, um, spear and it'll be much faster, but now you can get items from it? I'm psyched. And I just want those items to be better than what we get from killing Megalodons right now. Which is like Ooh. seven spears, some stupid cloth clothes, and... I know, like, how many survivors are in the ocean with cloth on? I know, I'm like, so much cloth. Exactly, that was, I was, whenever I would kill a Megalodon, and it was never when I was really low level that I would even wear cloth, I'm like, why the crap? And I think this would be an amazing mod to, like, we have, like, the Better Beacons mod, I mean, for the PC, us spoiled PC players, um, I would love a better loot mod from the dinosaurs. Because, I mean, really, I, ugh, it's such a... Unless you're killing an alpha or a high level, you just do get... And I know there's got to be some survivors out there wearing some good stuff that they get eight. And I think those should stay in the bellies of the dinosaurs. Me too. Seven spears and crap. I mean, like, really? So, yeah. Mod that. I'm tossing that in the, towards the modders. Because I've been hanging around Jeremy too long. <laughs> I'm giving mod ideas now. <laughs> I bet you there is one. I'm, lose, I'm losing faith know. in you, Esme. I know. I'm losing so faith I, in you. It's because I'm sick and the dark lady's taking over. <laughs> Esme's not here. But who is here? Uh, Goon. What did you have to say yeah. about that? Well, I've always heard it's not the size of the bait. It's how you wiggle the worm. Hmm. Coming from the milkmaid himself. <laughs> Really, Iron, you're losing faith in me, but he's wiggling worms over there and milking dinosaurs and you got nothing to say? I'm just trying not to laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, hey, the next survivor is related to me. The next survivor is totally related to me. Lowly. <laughs> Alright, so our next survivor, Lowly, asks... Can we have the addition of stone structure blueprints to beacons on primitive servers that do not have access to metal structures? Yeah, I'll add support for globally adding item sets to loot crates, which will make this easy to do. We'll set it up accordingly with the stone structures on our primitive server configurations. Alright. <laughs> what did you have to say, Banter? Yeah, this will be really handy for playing on and primitive servers. I mean, this stone is top tier for building, so starting out it takes a while, as always with official servers. Yeah, I think anything that makes those loot crates better is a great thing, because I know I've been disappointed so many times when I've ridden halfway across the map to end up getting, like, some spark dust and, and some other <laughs> things that I can already make myself. So, right. better loot crates, I'm, I'm all for it. Really? Okay, our next survivor asks, uh, C. Frosty S. Criv asks us, 
Yo, 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 can we get an option for dinos to ignore whistles? I would like to use whistle all to get all attack dinos to have the egg farm ignore what whistle. Sure, I'll go ahead and head to the feature soon. I just wanted to have them have the option for our dinos to ignore tribe whistles like the J whistles. I want to be able to toggle J whistle off my freaking dinos. That's what I want. That would keep everybody else from picking them up. Yeah, I like this option here. I like the where you could set certain dinos to ignore yeah. whistles. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, because I love the fact, like, if I have a dino out in the world and somebody wants to go and help me find it, great. But if I have dinos that are in my dino garage and I take them out for certain purposes, I don't want Mr. Joe Schmo to go f riding by my base, just blowing the J whistle because he feels like it, and then all my dinos jump a fence and go all Wampus all over the area, and I just, I don't want that. So I want to be able to whistle manage my dinos. I feel the same way. I feel like I would have certain whistles set for certain things, like I'd have certain dinosaurs set for like my, all my dump truck type dinosaurs when I'm going yeah. gathering things, and then I'd have probably a different whistle just for like all my, my dangerous dinos if I want to just go hunting for meat, and just kind of have, you know, specific whistles for specific things. Agreed. It'll be a total lifesaver. Just as, as Esme explained, it'll just be a lifesaver for everybody. Yeah, it's super frustrating. I think I've said before, where I've been in a tribe where I would have a couple <laughs> tribe mates get drunk, and they would just run up and down the beach like they're in freaking Baywatch, blowing their J whistle. Ooh, look at me, I can blow a J whistle. And like, I've seen like our tribe mates' dinos like glitch through walls. It gets stuck in areas of buildings they had no business being in. And the poor person had to tear down their walls to replace them to get the dinosaur out. And only to have it be done again because the weirdo was going up and down blowing. Oh my God. It was, it's a nightmare when you have tooly people like that. <laughs> you know, it's awful. So this, I went stunned yesterday. Last week, last month. I look forward to it. Don't drink an arc, my friends. No. <laughs> See, Frosty loves Ed Hardy t-shirts and comes up with good ideas for arc. I'm liking Ooh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, right, our next survivor, uh, Keiju Lord asks, "Will we be able to tame an Alpha Allosaurus? Then it gets added to the game. Will the Alpha Allosaurus be introduced with the regular Allosaurus?" The Alpha Allosaurus is actually the strongest Allosaurus in the online pack with the corresponding buff. Not an actual descriptor for the Megastat wild variants of some creatures. To avoid confusion, the strongest Allosaurus in the group is now called the Pack Leader. Very nice. Did like anybody... It. Yeah, I was going to say, did anybody have any thoughts on that? Um, I agree with the idea Smash had where it should have just... They should call the, uh, the Alphas now Mega and the Alphas of a pack, the Alpha. So... They should change it around. I think Mega is a good name for those type of dinos. The ones that give you good loot and are red and have the uh, mist around them. I've had the same thought in the past. And actually when you, uh, if you cheat in an alpha animal in the game, you call it a Mega in the cheat. I'm like, why didn't they call it that in the game? That makes a little more sense to me. So really they've just got to straighten out their naming conventions to something that makes sense. Yeah. And I think they have plenty of time to do it, but rather sooner than later, so they get cut down on any confusion for like newer players and stuff coming in, so yeah, get those I mean, changes it, made now. Yeah, it's a minor thing, but it's just kind of a quality quality of life update that we that we'd like to see. Yeah, yep. 
and anything that can enhance communication because you don't want old timers calling them alphas when they're switched to megas and everybody's like what what you know like let's get oh, wait, it done we're, we're, we're gonna be those folks back in my day right <laughs> yeah back i could see that vanilla point too. arc we called them alphas but now they're megas <laughs> yeah it's yeah anything to cut down on confusion i agree okay so our next survivor mr black magic asks it was mentioned that the xbox version would be getting achievements in the next update will this be all the achievements or just the first batch can you share any Please? Oh my lord. <laughs> Just the first patch. There'll be many more to come. The initial achievements will be analogous to the Steam PC set here. Let me link it. The link is in the show notes. <laughs> right on, man. What did you have to say, Patrick? Yes. As soon as I read this earlier, I was like, the light came through the heavens kind of moment for me. It's like, ah, oh, finally achievements. I can play a game and have it be worthwhile for... I'm not a major achievement hunter, but I like to get achievements. I appreciate it. I know a lot of people that are major achievement hunters that have been, like, that's half their problem with ARK so far is they didn't have achievements. So, this will be wonderful for Xbox players. Yeah, I'm... I will chase all those achievements. It's like, even if it's something stupid or something just completely unrelated to the game, if I can get that gold star or those extra points, like, I'll be chasing it down. So I, I think it'd be great to get some more achievements just across the board. I do agree, like, with what both of you said. Like, this would make a good carrot on a string because I know being a sandbox, um, you are in charge of the direction that you go every day and and what you create in game and how much and how little but there is a section of gamers that do like to check things off from lists and that do, that do like to build their gameplay around structure or expectations or goals and i think that appeals to those type of players so i think that's cool yeah, and, that, and just kind of following that same line of thinking, like for newer players, if they set some just like really low tier achievements, like that'll kind of encourage people to do some of the more basic things when they're first learning is just knock out, you know, the, you know, the five points, the ten point achievements. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that I kind of remembered as you were saying that. I, just, I just said the same thing some time ago. I mean, that would actually be really helpful for new players. I mean, because the game really doesn't explain anything to you. Nothing. Are you are you so it's, you're thinking more along the lines of like a, a built-in tutorial slash achievement where yeah. yeah that'd be great yeah make your first campfire cook your first meat stuff Ooh. like that that people aren't gonna figure out for a little while otherwise yeah, yeah it, it i died three times before i ate something <laughs> yeah food's important okay our next survivor asks yo i'm Jax d and i'm gonna make this short when am I going to be able to give the Mesopithecus a simple pistol and have it shoot my friends? <laughs> yeah, when someone makes a mod for that, actually, it will be able to support arbitrary gear pretty soon. So it will be possible. Oh, what? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what, were you, what were you thinking, Paul? I was thinking this is going to be totally fun. You know, I was just like, just thinking, I was like, hmm, um, this would be great to have my giant gorilla running around with a machine gun. It's like Planet of, of the Apes <laughs> hits Ark. Oh my god. <laughs> but they should make it something where you have to like train them to do it. Like it should be a, a, a long process to get them Ooh. to be able to do it. 
You know, not just, here you go, here's a gun, you should know how to use this as soon as I tame you. You should make them have to learn some way or another. Yeah. ownership for your Mesopithecus. That's Something. Right. Make him earn a permit. Give a monkey a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, I was like, I totally agree with this whole being a mod thing, I guess, because... I think that you could probably go further and elaborate more than maybe what they intend to do. So I think seeing a mod around that base would be cool. But seeing that they do plan on going in that sort of direction is really intriguing. So, Well, what gets me is like if it's a PvP server, you can send an army of monkeys in with guns. I don't know that there's commands, though. I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know if they've, I don't know how far they're going to go in. Like, um, it's not like you can just stand back and like order them. Hey, you take out this guy. Like, I don't know how far they're going to do that. Or will they just be set on attack my target and you have to lead the charge? I don't know. Well, what did I think of period on the PC? There, There's a button to whistle at something for them to go attack it, but the range is pretty short. So I don't know yeah. how, how useful that would be. And you'd have to have one lead gorilla and then all of them set to follow that lead gorilla and then set that gorilla in, maybe? I don't know how that... I don't know. That seemed like it'd be... You'd fly overhead and drop them in. You would fly something overhead and drop them in because that's what you do. Yeah. 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 I, as long I as they're not your infected dodos. <laughs> Freaking good was a dropping infected dodos into my angry beaver base that <laughs> no longer exists. But I I got your number, buddy. I got your number. <laughs> and then my, my last point on this is Jeremy hinting at possibly implementing dino armor in there. He, he said that they'll uh, implement what is it, arbitrary gear, so maybe dino armor. Or holders for your torch, like I've been wanting forever. That'd be nice, too. Mm. Okay, so moving on. Our next survivor, Piccolo XL, asks... Can we have pin codes on offline raid protection structures disabled so we can have structures and caves no longer get ORP on service, please? Thank you. Yep. I'll make those changes in the next update. Sorry this taking so long. It's okay. What are you guys? Do you guys have any thoughts on it? Not really. I, I'm not on uh, offline raid protection servers. Or <laughs> Basically, I think what, what, what um, this is, is um, if you have like tribes block off caves, then you never really have a chance to break open those caves. And I could see why they would want that. At least when they're offline, you could have a chance to open up a cave. So, I don't know. It kind of sucks that if a tribe goes offline, or if they want to mess with the server, they could block off a cave and just never sign back on. Oh, yeah. And now you uh, could okay. never get into that cave, ever. Now I understand the question a little bit. Yeah, that's. I think anything that helps uh, stop like kind of server bullying is a good thing. Welcome everybody to our first interview. I'm proud to announce that we're doing this interview with the developer, creator, and uh, genius behind the Dodo Dex app. Um, this is going to be a quick Q&A, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, first off, introduce yourself, please. My name's Dan Levy. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, and yeah, I started Dodo Dex uh, back in January. So yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> awesome. Uh, question one: What inspired you to construct the Dodo X app? Like, what what made you want to do this? Well, um, I I was a huge fan of Arc, uh, or I still am, <laughs> um, but I found that there's a lack of mobile apps. Um, there was 
uh, at the time when I started working on Dotadex, there was no iOS apps. Um, I believe there might be one now or an, another one. Um, and there was maybe a couple on Android that honestly just weren't designed that well. They were a little limited on uh, functionality. Um, but there was also the web apps for, for taming calculators and companion apps. Um, they just weren't formatted for web. There was, there actually had no formatting, so uh, no mobile formatting. So you would basically have to like zoom in, tap the little drop down to select the dinosaur. And it was just, it was really such a pain. And I think one of the main concerns I had other than, other than that was that they're really kind of complicated and not intuitively designed. So for someone as a beginner, it just, they, they, you know, didn't really explain how it worked. They didn't really um, kind of tell you what all the, the the language meant. And even as someone who is, you know, a little more familiar with the game, it still kind of isn't really the most intuitive. And I really have a passion for design and, you know, user experience and everything. So uh, that's kind of where I saw like an opportunity. So basically, I designed the app for myself, um, for the most part. Um, and I knew that other people would probably enjoy it, and it did really well. And when I first launched it, it you know, it, it did really well. People were asking for more features, and since then I've added, you know, a ton of things like timers, um, kibble recipes, saddle recipes, maps, and stuff like that. So that's basically how it got started. So you saw the need there, and you, I have to admit, you filled it very, very well. Having purchased the game, one of the very first things I did was grab my phone and search for apps. And uh, you're right that I know of to date there are only two apps, including yours. Uh, the other one is the Arc Wiki, which mm -hmm. is, is like you said, it's kind of clunky. It's, mm -hmm. it's not. It is mobile developed, but it's not intuitive. It's it's very hard to kind of sift through. You have to do a lot of scrolling and scrolling. Yeah, and the tap, the drop, like clicking the little drop downs and the right. ads are just poorly designed on there so yep and I think you did a you know you've done a fantastic job and just the amount of information that you've been able to put into this app we were talking about it it's just it's amazing that you have so much there that's very in-depth and yet it's not very clunky it's not well how do I get to this you just scroll down and then there's a little area and it's wonderful well thank you yeah it's 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 a lot of work trying to like arc is so complicated all the stats that go into it, it's just like, it's sometimes it's really tough to like simplify it, have the information there you need, but still also give, um, to make it understandable by, by users, especially newer users too. Absolutely. We talk about your app quite a bit, and that's just primarily because there is no learning curve with ARC. You're thrown into the game, and you know, I've had several family members try to play it, sit down, and it's enjoyable for me. I get to laugh at them dying over and over. <laughs> but uh, the main question they always ask, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Well, it's sandbox. You do whatever you want. Yeah. But they don't, there's no way for them to figure out, well, how do I do this stuff? Okay, I leveled up. How do I, what do I do? Well, mm -hmm. you hit, hit your eye, you go to inventory, you know, you have to walk them through everything. Now, mm -hmm. when you have the app, once they start getting through all the basics and how to do things, then it's, a, oh, okay, well, I want to tame that. And they run up and they start taming it. My little sister tried a dodo, and it took her six attempts before she ended up <laughs> punching it to death. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to have to be able to pull that out and go, okay, well, I have time for this. 
or well this is going to take this long I need to prepare it's going to take this much it's just it's extremely handy it helps ease that learning curve ease you into the game and even as a, a more experienced player learning um, what what animals that fly can pick up other animals that's extremely helpful we have a lot of people that, that when they first start they get their first flyer and they're like alright well I need a, a beaver and a doodicarus mm-hmm. can I go out and pick it up with a Terra no no you know if you, mm-hmm. you pull up the app he's got that in there now it's so you know just scroll to the bottom oh yeah okay I see I have to get a, a Argentavis to get a beaver right I mean it's, it's extremely useful we, we push for all of our new members to get it and you know, once they get it, they're like, "Wow, how did how do people do before this?" And you're right. Yeah. We had uh, City and I think Turk. They were using some website, and even as on a computer, it was very, "How does this work?" Well, you got to click this and then scroll down and then click whatever animal it is. And another thing, as a new player, that really helps with the learning curve is the names. You mm-hmm. have pictures in there, so they can scroll through one by one and learn the names. Or, well, I need a beaver. I don't know what it's called. Well, it's they go through and it's a, a castoidus or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I can see it. It's a, yeah, I see it. Well, what level is it? What's well, this? And then it has all the information laid out for them. It's, it's truly wonderful. Yeah, the, the images were something that early on when I first started the app, people were like, can you put images in there? And I'm like, well, there's no like official images of the, the creatures. So I was like, I cannot like go through the dev kit and, you know, pose the animals and take screenshots of every single one. And then I just did it. (laughs) And it was basically like one Saturday. I spent like the entire day just basically doing a photo shoot with every dinosaur. (laughs) And, but I'm like, I'm so happy with the way it turned out. Cause you're right. Especially for like the international players where, uh, you know, the, the names might not be as uh, recognizable. Um, it, it helps them. That never even occurred to me, and that's another huge, uh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorite features, just to go through and test myself. Oh, do I know what this one's called? Oh, yeah, <laughs> doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, I know you have a site for users to request and vote for future features. Um, what's next on your list? Yeah, so um, the site, uh, it's called Product Pains. Um, it's, uh, well, it's not my site, but... Um, I have been, I, I'm in love with the site. It basically lets me, uh, lets people contribute uh, features that they want to see in the app. Um, and I've been using this because you can, you can vote on the features you, you want to see most. And it's a perfect way of gauging like, what do people really want in the app? So I've been basically using product panes as a way to uh, see what the highest demanded features are. And um, it's been it's been really great to to do that. So I've basically been looking through the list and saying, okay, well, a lot of people are asking for this. I'll definitely you know move it up on my to do list. So um, some of the things that are coming next, uh, there's definitely um, a lot of people have been asking for a locations map, like a a spawn a creature locations uh, spawn map. So basically, where do all the creatures spawn? Um, this is kind of a huge project. I know the wiki has uh, a, a feature like this. I actually, um, when I was very involved with the wiki, I, I was the one who started on this, uh, adding like a map for every creature. Um, so I, I'm very familiar with the way it works on the wiki. And But the problem with the wiki is that it's not the best way to, uh, you know, collect that data because people on the wiki will contribute They'll say, oh, this is 
this creature is rarely seen here, so they'll add that. And then, you know, it's, it's very common for people to just, if they see something incorrect on the wiki, they, they won't fix it, or they don't know how to go into that, that specific component to fix it. So um, I felt like the wiki falls short in the, the, the locations map. So basically, I'm, I'm trying to build a more of like a crowdsource way of doing it. And people will be able to contribute um, areas that they know of. So let's say you live uh, you know, around the volcano, and you're familiar with all the creatures that, that live there. So you can contribute like, oh, this one is definitely rare. This one is common. This one's uncommon. So I'm kind of thinking of a way to do that to kind of get a ton of people to contribute data and then use that as a more accurate and a more uh, fact-checked way of, of presenting that information. Um, it's, it's a huge project, but um, it's definitely something that is coming up on my to-do list. So that's one of the features. Um, a lot of people have been asking for more breeding features, uh, you know, like family trees, uh, keeping track of the stats that you've tamed. Uh, there's, there's a ton of features in breeding that I, that I can think of. And there's also a lot of changes that have been happening in the game with breeding. And I know there's some more coming up. So I can see that coming up uh, on, on my to-do list as well. Um, there's people have been asking for recipes, like the, the different potions uh, and foods that you can cook. Uh, and then the dyes as well. So that those are some things that, that I've been working on. Um, push notifications, uh, something I've been thinking about too. And then I, there's been a lot of people who have been asking for a more consolidated navigation. So like as, as Dotodex has evolved, it's kind of really grown. There's a lot of features. Um, and it's, it's getting a little too much. So I'm thinking of ways to kind of collapse things or like implement tabs so that it's easier to just kind of switch to the things you want to see. Um, so that's, that's definitely something that'll be coming up in maybe the, the version after the next one. Well, that was like one of the things that I thought personally is with as much, um, as many features as the app has currently, it's still very, it's laid out very, very well. And, you know, you get that many features on a, in a single app usually, and it gets very clunky and cluttered, mm -hmm. um, but you've done a very good job of the layout. Now, I do think that would be a good idea to have collapsible or a separate menu to flip through like pages. Yeah, there are definitely some upcoming features like the recipes and the dyes that don't really fit into like a creature's page. And I've started to put like the maps on the footer, but it, it just doesn't really make sense there. So I'm gonna be thinking of a way where I can add all these different features uh, that doesn't necessarily have to be on like the creature's screen. So that's definitely something I'll be thinking about too. All right, moving on to our third question. Were there any features that you really were um, gung-ho for and you wanted to work on immediately, but uh, you had a lot of users that were pushing you towards a different feature that you were uh, you felt more pressed to do? Um, there's been times uh, where I see that there's a feature that people haven't haven't really asked for too much, um, but I feel like it's an easy fix and it's kind of a cool new feature. Like the, the flyers that uh, shows you which creatures pick up the other creatures. Um, that was actually something that someone just submitted as a review on the Android app. And they're like, you should add this feature. And I'm like, hey, that would be really cool. And there's no apps that were doing that at the time. And uh, so I 
kind of just threw that into the, I think it was the next version, and people really liked it. So uh, yeah, sometimes I'll just throw in features like that. But as far as uh, features that haven't been suggested, honestly, most of them have been. I get a ton of suggestions. So um, there's there's been a ton of features. I do have a few ideas that are really uh, unique ideas that no one has suggested before. Um, I'm not going to go too much into them because I want to keep them a secret now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there is um, there ha I have been thinking about some social features where that allow tribes to kind of co collaborate together. Um, it's I haven't thought through this any of these features yet, but that's some of the things I've been kind of thinking about would be really cool to see. Um, I don't know how feasible it is, but it's just something that I've, I've been thinking about. And I know ARC has been, uh, uh, they recently mentioned that they're gonna be opening up uh, some of the tribe logs and everything. So there might be some cool opportunities there. Um, and I do have one really fun like novelty feature planned. Uh, I'm not gonna say what it is, but um, it's kind of a, a fun, less functional but it's kind of more of like a novelty uh thing that i think people will kind of have fun with um that'll probably be coming in the next couple versions too oh boy you got me all curious now <laughs> <laughs> all right uh in episode 12 our main topic consisted of us talking about finding balance um, with our hobbies such as gaming or um, hunting or you know several other little things and and our regular life and those that we uh, live with or love um, are you able to relate as a one person developing this super multifaceted, uh, extraordinary app? Yeah, definitely. It's. I mean, it's really tough to find balance. Um, there have been times where people have asked me to do things in real life, and I, I had to say, I can't. Um, basically, just because there's, you know, a deadline I really wanted to hit, or I wanted to submit the next version of the app to Apple before the weekend, or something like that. So there's definitely been times where that ha happened, um, especially when the there's uh, a new creature release on Arc. Um, anytime there's a new release, it's really stressful to me because people, as soon as it gets released, will be asking, why isn't it in, in the app? Why isn't it in the app? Um, so, like, for example, when the Dire Bear got released, I basically spent the whole night, and I had this, I made this little base, uh, it was a single player game. I just made like a spawn the base basically. And I just spawned all these bears into the base. And because the, the dev kit data wasn't available, so basically within the first, sometimes it takes you know a week or so for the dev kit data to be available. So basically I have to test the creatures myself and I have to knock them out um, and I have to feed them. And I basically kind of reverse engineer it. It's, it's pretty complicated the way it works, um, but I've kind of, got it down to a system right now. But anyway, so the 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 dire bear release has basically just tranquilizing a ton of bears, feeding them all. And it's just kind of funny because the next day I was at my my day job and someone was like, oh, did you do anything last night? And I'm like, uh no, nothing much. Because I didn't want to say like, <laughs> oh, I spent the entire night tranquilizing and feeding virtual bears. <laughs> yeah, people just usually don't understand. They don't get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely, there's, it's always tough to find a balance, but I, I really do enjoy working on Dodo Deck, so it's, uh, you know, it's not too bad. <laughs> right, you make, you make time for the things you want to do. Right. Now another facet to that is, 
while you're developing the app and you've got your regular life going on, how much time or are you able to find time or do you have a set time when you actually get in just to play the game? And when you do, what is one of the first things you want to do? To be honest, since I started working on Dodo Deck, I have kind of stopped playing Ark um, as, as like a fun thing to do. Um, I mostly play it in like a single player just to do like testing and stuff for the app. Um, I really love the game. Um, I just don't want to cut any of my time out. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's so much work working on Dota decks and I kind of just want to, you know, play, uh, or work on, on the app. Um, but I, I do occasionally, you know, try out the new features just to like understand how they work. Like the new, uh, the new Titanosaur, um, that thing is pretty crazy. So it's just right. kind of. Uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll you know check in and see uh, you know how the, the the game has evolved and everything. Um, I mean, I'm always on top of basically the evolution of the game, but um, it's more for the purpose of building Dodo decks now. Um, but when I did play more actively with when I wasn't building Dodo decks, uh, I really I, I really like the building component of it. I'm you know really into like building games like sims and stuff like that so i i really enjoyed uh building bases um i wasn't i i never ever raided anyone i i was in a pvp but i never raided anyone it just wasn't something that i wanted to do i didn't want to make any enemies <laughs> no, you um, sound like bobber <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i was more of a friendly person who just kind of enjoyed building a base and getting as many dinos as I could. <laughs> I gotcha. Now, uh, you are, of course, welcome to join us anytime on our uh, PvE server, which is, we're all about building there. I'm sure you Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so I was, I was mostly playing PvP because I, I felt like I, I enjoyed more of a, ch the challenge of PvP, but I, like I the risk. Yeah, but I, I do feel like I, am, I would fit better in a PvE. Now, I know you said that you weren't sure yet, and you might be now. Uh, for the upcoming mobile raid alerts, mm -hmm. uh, now currently, I think it's only for tripped wire alarms. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that yet. You might. What sort, if any, of customizable options will be implemented? An example: Will we be able to set up a system if two trip wires are set off instead of just one? We get a notification that way, like they set one off and it's uh, well, maybe we don't want to keep getting bugged. Versus they set two or three off and it's okay, red flag, something's wrong. Yeah. So this one's a a, a pretty complicated one. I. I mistakenly kind of preemptively announced this one. Um, I, I think, as you mentioned uh, before the interview, so in the one of the Q and A's, the Arc developers mentioned that maybe Dodo decks will be working, or may, Dodo decks maybe could work on something like this. Um, that that is just something out of the blue. They said um, I was flattered that they mentioned me uh, as being someone who could work on that. Uh, but uh, since, it, so I, basically that's why I mentioned that I was working on it because I was preparing, because I knew this feature was coming out. So I'm like, let me prepare uh, the actual functionality of it. And there was no, I had no information on it. I basically just, they said you could put an arbitrary URL on the tripwire and it would send uh, uh, data to that URL. So I kind of built it on my own assumption, or I started working on it under my assumptions. Um, but when they released it, 
I was a little bit disappointed because um, it's a little complicated. Like you have, to, I thought you were going to have like this in-game system where you could just enter a URL somewhere, but it's actually it's only for unofficial servers, which is is pretty disappointing. Um, but you have to actually configure your server to set up like a URL for your server. Um, so I haven't fully dug into it, but I'm a little concerned with the functionality there. Um, but my intention originally was basically when someone trips your wire, you get a notification on the app, and then you have a log of all the, the notifications. Um, I haven't fully dug into how it actually works, how the ARC system works. I saw some forum posts. There's only a few forum posts explaining how it works. Um, but it's it's really limited right now, so I'm I've kind of put it on hold right now. Um, but I'll probably dig into it a little bit more because I think it would be a really cool feature. But you know, it just wouldn't be. It's just kind of disappointing that it's not that easy to do, especially for like for people on official servers, they can't even do it at all. So uh, yeah. that one, I'm not I'm not too sure about. But I'm sure Arc will be you know, developing some, I know they, they mentioned some things about uh, logs will be a little more public. Um, so people will be able to build things on the server logs, uh, the tribe logs, actually. Um, so I think there might be some opportunities there. But for now, I'm not too sure uh, exactly what that feature will be. All right. It sounds like they need to do a lot of fine tuning. That's one mm -hmm. of those things where uh, in your shoes, I would probably get a hold of them and say, hey, you know what? Can't really do a whole lot with this. Is there any way you guys can adjust it on your end? Yeah. Because I, I, don't, I honestly... It's I just a lot of... Work. It's a lot of work for for someone to enter... Like, for, for DotaDex to be like, okay, here's a URL. Now, read all these instructions and then go set up your server and then... Uh, and I, I saw some people complaining about it not working and stuff like that, so... We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll, I'll wait a little bit to see if they, they improve it a bit more. But uh, honestly, I'm not entirely familiar with exactly how it works. So maybe it's not. Uh, maybe maybe there's something there that I could do. Right. It's, you know, it sounds similar to the, uh, the um, tribe functionality with the ranking system. It was a highly complex, very complicated. I know uh, Esme was complaining about it because she's like, you know, I've watched videos on it, and I just can't quite figure it out. I think they uh, they get very into it and then they just kind of um, get carried away I think is what a lot of that is. Hey guys, just a quick sorry. Uh, this interview is like three weeks late on my end. I've just been busy, haven't got to edit it yet. So the uh, Dodo Dex Pro is out. You can purchase it um, and he'll talk a little bit more about that right here. And again, sorry. Now, uh, I've seen that soon enough there's going to be an ad-free Dodo Dex. You're calling it Dodo Dex Pro. I'm mm -hmm. pretty excited for it. I would definitely be getting it, even though the where you have the ads, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um, it's, I'm just going to purchase it simply to support you and what you do for you know, our community. Um, can you give us an estimate on what you're thinking about for the price? Yeah, so it's um, it's going to be $4.99. Um, I surveyed some people, and I kind of, you know, did some looking around at, at other uh, companion apps, and um, I kind of felt like this was a fair price. I, I did a lot of asking around to see what people thought. 
Um, and I feel like 499 is, you know, a, a fair price. Um, just looking at like the, the ad revenue um, and how, uh, basically how people have responded to, to it. So people have been really honest. They've been saying like, you know, I, I would pay $10. Uh, some people are saying they wouldn't pay at all. Some people, you know, the ads don't bother them. But for the people who do want to uh, have, you know, the full screen space, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be four ninety nine, and I actually released a beta for the iOS. Um, so I have uh, like a beta test out right now, just to kind of make sure that the the pro version is working, everything's working properly, and there's some new features in that that version as well too. So that's. Currently in iOS beta testing, I'm working on the Android one as well. So I'm expecting that will probably be out, uh, I would say, maybe next week. All right. Now, you mentioned a few other little features. Um, what would those be, if you can give us a bit of a sneak peek? Yeah, so the, um, the major one, uh, besides the pro version, is um, the gathering efficiency ratings. So basically, a lot of people have been asking, like, oh, you should add, like, a uh, what resources this creature gathers. Does it gather wood? Does it gather thatch? Does it gather wood really well? Um, so I thought, like, you know, that's a lot of work uh, to kind of come up with those ratings. I know the wiki does have, have some of those ratings, um, but so basically what I did is last ver the last version of Dota Dex, I added this feature where you could rate uh, a creature's gathering efficiency for every type of item. Um, and, you know, I expected that a couple people would do it. Um, I didn't expect it to do it to get like that many ratings, but I, you know, just wanted to kind of get some data on it. And I actually have almost, I believe it's over 80,000 votes um, from about, oh, I think it's around 8,000 different Dota Dex users. So there's a ton of different votes. Um, people have rated every single creature. Um, with every single item. And so basically I took all of that data and I put it into the app. So now when you're on a creature, you can see uh, the top things it gathers and like the, the community rating for that feature. So for example, it, it could say like, you know, raw meat, this creature gathers uh, raw meat really well. It's a 4.5 out of five rating or something like that. And then what you can do, this is the really cool part, is you can actually browse all of the data and you can look at all of the resources. So you can be like, oh, I want someone who gathers stone, but I can't remember which creature does that really well. So you can select any uh, item or any resource and it'll show you the top, the top creatures that gather that resource. So that's one feature uh, that I'm really excited about. It's probably the, the biggest feature um, other than Pro in that new version. Um, and I also have a few other smaller features. Um, I have uh, the, the structure types and which uh, structures can be damaged by each creature. So if it can, if it can damage wood, if it can damage uh, stone, um, and it shows the different structure types and which ones can be damaged by each creature. And then uh, I also have someone suggested adding the bolas and uh, the bear traps. So I've added uh, four different traps, the bola, chain bola, the uh, bear trap, and the large bear trap. So, um, and so there's data on every creature 
so you can see which ones you can trap, which ones you can use a uh, bola on. And then I also added a couple new server settings. There was uh, the XP, uh, the experience uh, per player. So it shows um, you can customize, like, oh, if you have a 3x XP on your server, it'll show you um, the XP gained for killing each creature um, as per your server. Um, and then I also added one other feature where you can choose uh, the, the, the increments of levels uh, that appear on the dropdown. So this is something that people have asked for, where you know, if they're on an official server, they only want multiples of four in their dropdown. So um, I added that feature in there as well. And then there's a few other little minor features, but those are pretty much the, the bigger ones. Well, I'm excited for all of them. I mean, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything you come out with, it's just, oh, I, I'm, I can't believe I didn't think of this. This is extremely <laughs> useful. I'm so glad he's put the effort into it. Well, thank you. I'm glad, glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, well, seriously, though. Now, speaking as uh, how much effort it takes, is how long do you think you have from uh, concept to finished product between each feature? How many hours do you think you put in? It it really varies. Um, bull, like the the bulla and the bear traps, that was something that uh, was very simple. I actually I was on a, a flight uh, from New York to LA, and I I built the bulla the bulla and bear trap feature and the structures on that flight. Um, and I worked on the recipes uh, for the different uh, food items as well. So something like that, uh, sometimes it can be, you know, a couple hours to build like a, a small feature like that. Um, the larger features like the timers, the timer, the first timer I built, the start timer, I, I would say it took me uh, maybe about a month to build. Um, not only because of just the actual time building it, but it was a lot of time I spent designing it where I, would, I just kept redesigning it because it wasn't intuitive enough. And I just spent a lot of time on the timers. And the timers are actually really complicated to build because as soon as your phone goes to sleep, your, the app stops running. You can't continue processing the timer. So basically, you have to build it so that it keeps track of where it left off so that it can kind of restore itself. So there's a ton of complications there. So that, I mean, that can take, you know, a feature like that can take a month maybe. Um, but sometimes, you know, something short could take a couple hours, maybe a couple days. But as I'm developing apps, uh, developing the app more, I, I'm getting a little quicker at it. So it's, it's become a little, a little easier. Well, that, I mean, that was my next question is, how did you become so adept at creating apps? Honestly, I still consider myself kind of a beginner. Um, Dododex is my first app. Um, I, in the past, I would say maybe a, a little over a year ago, I tried to work on an app for another project of mine, and I, it, I just couldn't understand it. I, was, I tried, and I failed, and I'm like, this is way too complicated. I cannot get anything to display. Um, and it was just, I, I tried several times, and I just failed. Um, and uh, I found this new way of building apps. Uh, it's, it's called React Native. Um, it's a, a framework built by Facebook, actually. And it basically, it's a way to build apps uh, for people, basically for people who know how to build web apps. Um, and it uses like a, a language that's kind of familiar to you to build actual native apps. And 
so basically I, I discovered this new framework and I really just kept trying and kept trying and I started to get the hang of it and I'm like, I can do this. I can build, you know, a real app. Um, and it's, it's just kind of funny because I went from just failing to and failing and failing and I just kept trying and, you know, it, it ended up working out. And honestly, I still, like I said, I, I consider myself a beginner. Um, I'm always, you know, whenever I, I build like a, a new feature, like the timer or something, I'm like, I have no clue how to do this. But, you know, you just keep Googling, you keep researching, people have built things before that uh, they've published and you can, you know, reuse their code and stuff. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of just, just keep trying. <laughs> That's basically right. what it is. You know, it's like Thomas Edison said, he learned 2,000 ways how to not make a light bulb. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Now, I have to ask, out of all the reviews you've gotten, which was your favorite? You know, whether it was funny or serious or just seriously funny? There's been a ton. Uh, there's, I would say there's more apps that make me sad <laughs> because, uh, you know, people are so critical on reviews. Like, you know, if you don't have, if there's like, like a, Kibble was off by one for, for a creature and it completely ruined their tame, so they give me one stars. And... You know, I, I get it. Like, it's if I if my app says you know it needs six kibble and you only bring six kibble, and you know it, it could ruin a lot of time. It could really you know you know you could go through a whole day of taming and realize that you don't have enough kibble. But <laughs> um, yeah, people are very critical on reviews. But there have been you know there's been so many you know really positive reviews that are just. Like that's basically, you know, I, I read my reviews every day and it really keeps me going because people are like, wow, this is so helpful to me. Like I can't imagine using ARC without this app. And, you know, just it really keeps me going. But um, I would say of, of all of them I received, my favorite one wasn't even really a review. It, I mean, it technically they submitted it as a review, but it was just kind of a story that they told for no reason. Um, it was it was an iOS review and they, in the review, all they said was, I stole a fertilized Giga egg on a PVP official server. I was chased by two tribes. As the last rocket hit my raft, I ate the egg and heard the enemy scream. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so basically this person just told a, an awesome story um, and that, that was probably the best review I've heard. Just imagining that situation where someone is, escaping on a raft and they're just eating a giga egg <laughs> i've heard of dumping the goods never eating them <laughs> yeah. oh that's great all right uh, that pretty much wraps everything up uh, as my final question what's the what's the best way for people to get a hold of you um i would say twitter twitter or facebook is probably the best way um i check twitter very frequently so um it's just at dododex app um yeah if you tweet to me i i'm respond to most of the uh, the mentions. Um, and if you have feedback or like suggestions on the actual app, definitely go to productpains.com. And that's uh, uh, basically where I keep all of the suggestions and you can suggest your own or upvote your favorite ones. Um, so yeah, I would say Facebook or Twitter, um, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I'm, I was super excited to do this. I hope I did a pretty good job. I know you did. You kept us going. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, 
I'm excited to 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 hear the show. Uh, yeah, because I, I every once in a while I, I listen to your your episodes and um, it's it's really entertaining. You guys keep it very interesting, and you have a lot of great personalities on the show too. So pretty awesome. I think what we usually try to do is keep ourselves entertained. And that's the yeah. reason. And we just record. You know, we try to give it a little structure and just have fun with it. So right, yeah. All right, well, that concludes this interview. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, we'll see you later. Would you rather have lips that sprouted a permanent growth of grass for the rest of your life or fingernails that constantly dripped pickle juice for the rest of your life? I'm just trying to visualize both of these. This is tough. I know, right? I'm trying to think what nickname I'm going to want to have. Like <laughs> pickles or, you know, grass lips. I'm not sure. That's going to be my I, deciding I, factor. I feel like the grass lips could totally cut into your dating life. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. So with the pickle fingers. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> but you could wear gloves. So maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's solutions for pickle things. You look mysterious if you wear gloves. <laughs> nah, they would I eventually might... get soggy and they would overflow I, eventually down rubber. your wrist. Oh my god. And that would look way worse. Oh wow. I don't know how. I don't know. Personally, <laughs> my answer would have to be the, the growth of grass on my lips just because I hate pickles. I hate pickle <laughs> juice. I hate the smell of pickles. So I will have grassy lips if that's what it takes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm thinking like pickle fingernails. Like you'd be dripping like you said, <laughs> you could like touch your face. Your eyes would sting. Everything would always taste like pickles. You'd smell Romantically like Romantically caress the face of your loved ones. <laughs> because you'd be like, ew, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm making pickle, it rain pickle pickles. <laughs> oh man. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't think I'd want like grass in my lips either. Like bugs would like go, hey, this looks amazing. I want to live here. I don't know. <laughs> if you had to pick one, oh man, um, I think I'm gonna take my chances with the pickle fingernails. <laughs> Gross. I have a question. I would have flicked pickle juice at my enemies. If I made any enemies in my life, I would have be walked by and just like flick. You're making a lot of enemies with pickle hands. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> Be like, what? What'd you say? Poof. Have some pickle juice. Mommy, look what I drew. And you grab their like drawing and ruin it because oh, all your pickle my, juice fingers oh my just Lord. ruins their drawing. Well, what would grass lips be? Like, hey, grass lips. Like, I don't know. That's now, here's my question. How long does this grass get? And oh. can you trim it or does it immediately grow back on trimming? If it's anything like my yard, it'll be knee high. <laughs> I... Would you have to hire someone to come and trim your, your lips? <laughs> no, I'm sure you'd probably get a knack for it. Oh, man. That's... It'd be like facial hair. Yeah, Goon, Goon <laughs> Iron, weigh in. Like, you haven't really... What, what um, are your thoughts? My... Initially, I would go right away with grass, except that I find it already frustrating the occasion that my mustache gets long, and I find that I'm... Like, get mustache hair in my food. Like, I'll bite... My mustache hair, it's like, ow, kind of situation. So it's like, yeah, the grass would just be constant. Uh. Yeah, I'm thinking with the with the finger juice, the pickle juice, you could totally have gloves that uh, had like... There we go. 
You can have the gloves. I had like these little like um tubes that are in each finger of the glove and have it like go down your arm like a catheter. And then I like have the pickle juice like go into a bag or something. Oh and you yeah. can sell it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm taking Marking I'm doing scheme. juicy pickle fingers now. I'm sold. Totally. Come on, come on, who's joining uh Iron and I over on the uh, team pickle? I'm going pickles. I'm gonna are buy a waterproof keyboard, a waterproof mouse, because all my gaming would be oh, crazy yeah. if my like keyboard starts shorting out because I'm leaking pickle juice into it and my mouse. Go to fix something in my PC and I'm just leaking juice. I, I would have to buy some waterproof stuff. I would have to hire someone to fix my PC at times. So are you being sarcastic? You... Are you still sticking with the, the grass lips? No, I'm going pickle fingers. In? Only because oh, okay. I just don't know how my wife would enjoy kissing grass lips. She probably wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think so. How about yes. you, Goon? Oh, definitely the grass lips. <laughs> so you yeah. don't like pickles either? Oh, can't stand them. <laughs> Team grassy lips. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So Goon and Xavier are Team Grass Lips, and Iron Foe and I are going to take the big pickle. And Badger, you have Badger, you have one to toss in before we head out. Or yes, I'll add in one too. So, um, go ahead, Badger. Yeah. So, would you rather eat a dozen live goldfish? Or a dozen live grasshoppers. Ugh. Goldfish. Say it again. Would we rather eat a dozen goldfish or a dozen grasshopper? Oh, slide those fish down, baby. I am not touching grasshoppers. I am not touching them. Do we? You didn't say we had to chew them. I'm just going to let those goldfish just slide on down. <laughs> oh, we can those grasshoppers the way. <laughs> will not slide down, but those goldfish will. <laughs> I don't care, man. I will, I will just open. Oh, yeah, no grasshoppers. First of all, grasshoppers have a bulbous, like, Ew, belly. Bulbous, bulbous and their organs, their organs just float around in a liquid. Bulbous. Which would pop it. in your mouth, like that bubble gum that had, like, the uh, center, the uh, liquid center. Like that's what would happen in your mouth. It would be disgusting. Oh, you had to just toss it in. I am I, I have total heebie-jeebies right now. <laughs> totally nastified. I'm gonna have to go with the goldfish on this one too. Like yeah. just swallow them like a bad pill and you're done. Just the, the texture and the crunchy of the grasshoppers that couldn't do it. And some might even come out alive still that you could throw into a fish bowl when you're done. If it comes out alive, <laughs> it's going into the toilet bowl. <laughs> oh man, bulbous. I'm not on team bulbous. And not even bulbous little goldfish. Mm, those goldfish, big, man, big they're nice and slippery, at you. man. They have, they're nice and slippery. I don't even have to look at them. Just knock them out. A dozen. Bye. Live a nice, healthy life. To be honest, it's not bad. Ew, yucky. You so tell us your story. I've been there, done that. Team um, bulbous. It, it actually, it's not overly juicy. At camp years ago. I, I was probably like 13 or 14 on a dare I did eat a grasshopper and they're actually not bad I mean taste flavor was eh, not good but tolerable wasn't much of a taste 
But Ooh. overall texture, besides the legs, it wasn't bad. You just gotta get past the crunch. Were you inebriated or anything like what? No. <laughs> I was a young 13-year-old boy, and we have no logic at that age. Yeah, yeah, when you're 13, grasshoppers look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yuck. What did you pick, Goon? Well, I've had them both, and the problem with grasshoppers the <laughs> legs get stuck in your teeth oh my god i didn't expect that no i did not but now i want to know more <laughs> tell midnight lady all about it it was dark we were drunk you know <laughs> goldfish and grasshoppers are you wh where where did you grow up like what that is not normal <laughs> i ate a worm once oh did you peel the dirt off of it first, or just eat it whole? Oh, Lord. I kind of just just picked it up and ate it. You guys, again, it was the same as goon. Alcohol was involved. That makes it okay. Man, so apparently in your parts of the country, when you're inebriated, you go to nature. Look, it's nature. And eat things. <laughs> and eat weird things that are crawling on the ground. Nope, nope. The best. I was like a worm. Look at it. And my friend's like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you eat it. Oh, and I was like, God. it's nature. Gunk. It's nature. Yeah. That's, no. that's one thing I wasn't able to do that I wasn't able to do was the, word, was the worm. I wasn't able to eat the earthworm. Uh, the best nights always start off with, hey, hold my beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good night. And I had to chew it. The stipulation was I had to chew Ew, it. Oh, yeah. See, I'm glad Badger left out. He, he forgot that stipulation, so goldfish all the way. Did you already make your decision, Poe? Oh, you totally goldfish. Us? I'm okay. not eating the bulbous sack of the grasshopper. You told us all about the bulbous, but you didn't really say if you were loving the bulbous. The organs <laughs> would just squirt out the bottom of their body. Ugh, Ew. I can't. Nope, Let's nope, move not on doing to it. yours. What, Poe, did you have one for us? Okay. <clears throat> Oh, no. Would you rather be able to have access to any video game you wanted, and your job was to play video games, but for the 9 to 5 of your job, you had to play the games they told you to play, but you have access to every game ever while you work there. Or B, you could only have your regular job, and you could have any console you want, and one game for the whole year. Okay, I'm a little confused. <laughs> so, so as many games as you want, but from nine to five, you have to play the games they tell you to play. Oh, okay. Or B, normal job you have now, and you get any console you want and one game a year, and that's the only game that you could play for the whole year. First choice. First Even choice. Five Nights at Freddy's. Down. I think they're both bad. I, but I yeah, think I mean, there's the upsides and downsides. <laughs> I picked the first choice because at least I will have variety. Maybe not through the 9 to 5. I will take the 50-50 chance to give me a suck game. But at least after the 5, I can play whatever I want. So that's... 50-50, you're being very generous. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, There's a lot yeah. of games like My Little okay. Pony and Barbie yeah, I'm Castle. I'm assuming that most of the games that you're, you're being forced to play aren't fun. Hmm, but that wasn't, I'll, I'll take that chance, because then I can play whatever I want. Because what if you, yeah, I don't think I want to play one game, because you don't really know if you'll like it anymore. I I would, ha I would do it with the one game for, for two reasons. One, if you were forced to play games 
from nine to five, I don't think you would want to go home and then play all the games in the world. Like, I don't oh, want to go right. home and not play games at all because you, you know, you're stuck doing it nine to five. That's the stipulation. And, That's the hard part right there. Yeah, yeah, like you have to play games. So, so then when you don't have to play games, I don't think you would play all the games in the world. Um, so I think I'd probably go with, with option two because I'd still get to do my job. I like my job, and then I get to go home and at least play one game, and I'd oh, still like gaming. I like the way you think. Yes. I didn't think about it that way, but I do agree now. Yeah, they say the best job. Guy. You did flip me. I'm I'm joining your team now. I I'm I'm not doing the first choice. No. Badger. Um, I've I was leaning towards option A, and I started to think it through. And there's a lot of games out there I really wouldn't want to play. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, Five Nights at Freddy's and genres like that. No, thank you. Um, probably. Oh the, yeah, you uh, can't make me play a horror game. No, yeah, because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because I love watching Markiplier, but horror games galore. I'm like, no, <laughs> I couldn't do that. Definitely option two after contemplation, and probably Halo Master Chief Collection. Good choice. All encompassing, I get. I think four and one in our, my favorite series. I mean, win win. Yeah, for my console game, I'd probably go Fallout Four. I have not played Fallout Four. Well, it I could be a, a PC. Like it could that. be a console. I just said console. I just meant any system you wanted. Oh, then uh, yeah, yeah. Probably. So you could play any game you want, but no one game on any any system, right? Any platform you want, the the best of that platform, one game, and it will run at top specs. All this fine print that we didn't know about. Still picking the second one. I would have to go with what A. You pick? A. You always have to do what you're told anyway at work. You go home. I wouldn't have a problem playing in the other game. As long as I'm not made to do it. Have fun with what I do when I get home. Hmm, that is a good point too. Mm. I still think I would get burnt out on gaming, so I think I'm gonna stay with a second. At oh. first I thought I was gonna go B, because I don't know if I'll be burnt out like I'm playing a crappy game all day long, because I'm just thinking it's gonna be crap, that it's gonna be crappy, then do I want to come home and play more? And then I was like, at least with B, I'm a one-game person for the most part. So I could actually fall into a game like Ark or WoW and just play that one game and be pretty happy. But I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, but I started work young, so I have enough years to retire and get full pension. So I think a new job would be nice, and I would just play games, and then I would play Princess Castle, whatever menagerie they have me play in the day, and then I would play whatever I want at night. I guess I'll go. I'll go option A. I have one quick one. Go for it. Would you rather have a detachable nose or detachable lips? Oh my god. Nose. Nose because I don't want to be smelled. I hate going into the store or anywhere and somebody farts and you have to walk through it. I would love to be able to pluck my nose off my face, shove it in my pocket, go through, and then pull it back in my nose. Back in my face. So, take it off my nose. <laughs> you get crop dusted often? No, like, oh god. It happens. Like, I hate... This is one of my pet peeves when somebody like farts or burps or coughs and you're in the store and you're pushing your car, tra la la, and then all of a sudden somebody cuts one and you look around with like an evil face and you're like, who did it? You know, like I would love the ability to just pluck it off. And I still change diapers. You know, my babies are, well, what, they're still in diapers or getting out of them. And um, I would love to be able to pluck my nose off. There's so many benefits. And when you're married, I'm sorry, but, you know, I don't like Dutch ovens. So 
take <laughs> take my freaking nose off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I okay when you put it like that the nose thing is sounding better but I'm, I'm falling on the opposite side here because I, I feel like as soon as you have a detachable nose like every anybody who, who even thinks they're funny is going to grab your nose all the time oh I've my got God. your nose I've got your nose I, I don't want to deal with that like, like I'd rather just take my lips oh man but wouldn't someone do that with your lips too hey I got your lips look at me like where am I, I on the it necklace it just doesn't have the same ring to it though like, like, uh, I, 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 like I don't think it would happen as often what if that person went and put stole your lips and went and put your lips on some nasty stuff and then gave them back and you didn't even know and you put your lips on and you lick your lips? That's nasty. That that's pretty bad. Okay, yeah. you're, you're 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 convincing me otherwise. Because I would do that to someone. I would be like, oh look, I got these fingernails dripping pickle juice. I'm gonna wipe them all over these lips and I'm gonna stick my lips right back on your face. <laughs> Gross. Okay, you know what? Actually, after going through this discussion, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna flip. Yeah, I will have the detachable nose and just like duct tape over. it on so people don't steal it. That's right. Come on over to Team No Fog. I'm definitely thinking no nose. Reason being, greatest Voldemort cosplayer ever. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> there you go. I go nose too. Tell us why though. Does it involve you, a Vietnamese restaurant bathroom? It could, and you read—you basically read my mind. There are many times when I'm just like, man, I wish I could just rip my nose off because this is disgusting. And I would love to have that option to be like, oh, pop off my nose, go ahead, do whatever you gotta do. Or you walk into a public bathroom, pop your nose off, you're good to go. A little baby on a taxi in the back with you because you're sharing a cab in a crowded city takes a dump in their diaper and now you gotta spend 25 minutes with the dump smell you just take your nose off boom you don't care you're going goo 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 it's okay right yeah so i'll go detachable nose because i don't think i would ever want to take off my lips i know unless i was being like attacked by like a homeless person trying to kiss me i'm like fling <laughs> oh man that was a tough one for me i the nose, you make a good point with the nose, but lips would just be hilarious. <laughs> Leave it to you, I man. You freaking people, people out. Have lips. Oh, yeah, I'd love to freak out little kids. You don't think little kid be freaked out by a no nose person? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Well, at least if you well, I was gonna say, well, at least if you lost your nose, you can get like one of those glasses from the dollar store that has like the glasses, the nose, and the mustache. But I guess you could do that with wax lips too. Be like, oh, well, sorry. Yeah. All I can think of is that annoying uncle. I got your nose. I got your nose. <laughs> all I can think about that weird person that doesn't have like they're like all you would see is your teeth. You're like, hey, what's going on? Wow, like, you would look be scary like, with that lip. The fire it'd marshal. Be like Jim Carrey on the mask. <laughs> fire marshal. Um, let me tell you something. Yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still going team no nose because I mean, just the benefits alone of not smelling butt is amazing. Yeah, yeah crop dusting and Dutch oven protection is well <laughs> worth the loss of lips. <laughs> exactly. Come on over to team no crop dust, anti crop dust Dutch oven. Greatest so, Voldemort cosplayer. There you go. See, so Goon, you're the only one on uh, Team No Lips. I stand alone. I stand, you stand alone, Mr. Milkmaid. Lipless Milkmaid. Hmm. But, all right. Episode 18 is in the bag. 
Thank you and goodbye. Bye bye. Later. Goodbye, everybody. In a while, crocodile. You can reach the show by email at ratedarc at gmail.com. Hmm. You can tweet the show at ratedarc on Twitter. Uh oh. You can grab our RSS feed. Get our show notes and apply to join us in game at ratedarc.podbean.com.